0: You're now listening to episode 212 of the Big Bang Buzzcast, recorded on April 26, 2021. I'm Roxanne. And I'm Nicole. And this week, we're going to be talking about the peanut reaction. that's a good one. Very good one. Second to last episode of the first season, episode number 16. And before we jump into that discussion, uh, we did get a tweet related to... uh, the last episode um, and the title, The Pork Chop Indeterminacy, um, since we were talking a little bit about how it was, it just seemed like a very random reference for the title. So from Dr. Thanatos on Twitter, he told us, pork chop in my youth in Texas was a term to mean hit woman. Hence the, tor- the term pork chop in the episode title referring to Missy, the attractive woman from Texas. So that Definitely could add some context if that's what the writers were going for um, with that episode It could, but I have a
1: couple questions. Is it, I didn't look at the tweet, is it hit woman, like hit man, like you hire someone to do something, is that how it was spelled? Um, are they spelled differently? Well, no, because I'm saying, like, Howard said, I'd kill my rabbi with a pork chop. So he would hire another woman to kill his rabbi? Is that what he's saying? Um, I don't know.
0: It just is, it says or hit women mi- in quotation it, marks.
1: But then it says that's a reference to Missy, an attractive wom- woman. So do people call attractive women hit and women? Maybe, unless
0: maybe it was a typo, because I and O are right next to each other on the keyboard. Maybe it's supposed to be a term. So then of being a hot woman.
1: saying. So then he Howard is saying that he would kill his rabbi with a hot woman to be with Missy.
0: Or uh, well, just it could be just both meanings.
1: I guess. <laughs> Unless they're just talking about the title, and then. Howard just happens to also mention a pork chop in the episode.
0: Yeah, like if they're using it both ways. Like, I think when Howard's using it, he's is just referring to, like, a regular pork chop, but within the title. Yeah, because
1: Jewish people, yeah. When I googled this, I googled pork chop hit woman, and I got woman assaulted boyfriend with frozen pork chop. You get one guess as to what state this happened in. (laughs) Good old Florida. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I... I think, honestly, one of my favorite jokes from The Good Place in... I mean, that whole show was so funny, except the last episode, that was terrible, um, was when Dahani was trying to, like, give her money to Jason, and the guy at the bank was like, we can't do that. We're supposed to call someone, like, call the police if someone from Florida even walks over here. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> so good but yeah so wait oh no this this is the same article i was like are there two separate women in florida that have hit their boyfriend with a pork chop because the articles were posted like six weeks apart but it seems like that was when she was arrested and then when she was on trial I will look into this later. Oh, her, her, her mug shot. She's like, and I'd do it again. <laughs> There's no regrets on this woman's face. I love her energy. Um, but okay, that's interesting. Though now I'm really curious if it's supposed to be hit woman or hot woman.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, Doctor Thanatos, send us a follow up text or tweet to let us know which one's. Yeah, not please don't to text
1: be. us because you don't have our numbers, no. and that would be weird. <laughs> but tweet, let us know. Imagine if we got a text and then we were like, okay, we love you. <laughs> like we were talking about how like um, sometimes I'll be alone in my house or in the office at work or something like that and I'll sneeze and then obviously no one will say bless you but I'll just be like, wow, rude. And then I'm like, wait, no, I'm really glad no one said bless <laughs> you because no one else is supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Is it hip woman or hot woman? That'll be the great mystery.
0: Yeah. Uh, I would
1: say we'll reveal that the next time we record, but people can just look at our Twitter and find it. Yeah. They'll probably see it before me because I didn't even see this first one. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay, I'm trying to plan. My sister's getting married in a week, and I got my vaccine today, my second one. Woohoo. T-minus 14 days to being 94.1% protected. I'm stressed about this wedding because there's not... Her guest list is like less... It's maybe a third of what it initially was going to be pre-pandemic. It's actually less than a third now that I think about it. I mean, it was going to be a giant-ass wedding. It's probably about 30% of what it was going to be. And I still... I'm not overly comfortable with the amount of people it is going to be, but the good thing about being the maid of honor is I'm at the head table and the entire bridal party has had, actually, I was the last one, so now the entire bridal party's had their second shot. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be wearing my mask except for, like, eating and I'll probably have to take it off for a couple of the pictures, but, like, I'm not really going to be, like, mingling. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make it work. If it was not my sister, I would not be doing it, but I have to be there for her. So, you know, it'll be fine. Do what you've got to do. Yeah, it'll be fine. But yeah, circling back to how we got off topic, I have not been paying attention to much social media stuff because I've been so busy. Oh, and before we go, before we actually get into stuff, because we just talked about me your gotcha day with your puppy was yesterday.
0: Yes, it was.
1: And you got her the gay toy.
0: <laughs> A.K.A. a pinata plushie.
1: It's a rainbow donkey. <laughs> I'm going to call it gay bro.
0: Okay. But yeah, she got that and some doggy ice cream, which did you see? I put it on Instagram, the video of me making it.
1: No, I just got the video that you sent me of her starting to eat it. I'll look at that. Yeah, look at my stories later. She
0: got ice cream and also a new little uh, chew bone. So she was very happy.
1: That's my favorite thing about gotcha days is the animals have no idea. They're just like, I'm getting lots of things. And they get like really excited. Like when I bring stuff out for like Christmas or something for the horse, she has no concept of organized religion. She doesn't know why I'm giving her extra treats. But she's excited about it. She'll take it anyways. Exactly. The animals just gather outside, and they're just like a couple random times a year, the humans give us extra shit, and we have to crack this code and figure out why. <laughs> right,
0: so the peanut reaction starts off with the guys trestling, arm wrestling, and Tetris combination. There.
1: I really like Tetris. I like Tetris, too. Does it surprise you that they felt it was necessary to add a physical element to that game? Um,
0: I guess slightly. I don't know if they were just trying to make it more extreme
1: somehow. I think that it was written to make the joke about how they're not strong. Mm -hmm. But I think I could see the guys being like, oh, look at us. Like, we can do physical shit, too.
0: And, like, thinking it's something big and impressive when really it's not.
1: Exactly. And I love how they explain it to Penny and then she's just like, yeah, no, the other waitresses want you to shut up or whatever (laughs) it was that she said. Like, she was just like, absolutely not. Uh, What I was surprised by was
0: how, like, easily Sheldon admitted that
1: Raj hadn't (gasps) been beaten Tetris. Yes, and then the fact that Raj couldn't beat Sheldon, and the first time I watched this episode with my sister, she goes, that should be the opposite. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was thinking
1: the same. I haven't played Tetris in a long time. I haven't either. But, you know, once you read Tetris smut, it kind of gets <laughs> a little ruined for you. And I know I've mentioned I wrote Tetris fanfic. It was not smut. Um, but there is Tetris smut out there, and I may have consumed a small portion of that out of curiosity. It was not as good as the Eliza Hamilton Mariah Reynolds smut that I read that changed my goddamn life. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um once you read that, you feel kind of dirty playing Tetris. <laughs>
0: Well, I was gonna mention that I have a uh, a Tetris piece costume, but I don't know if I want to now after the the smut. I want to know what
1: piece it is.
0: Uh, the purple T one. Okay, at least it's not L shape. L shape is freaky. Oh. yeah, I I have it because like a few years ago at, I think it was Ka- Kamikaze in L.A. like little convention there was um an attempt for like the most a world record attempt for the most people dressed up in tetris costumes and i was like yeah i'll be part of that um oh god i remember that yeah so it was like i don't know like twenty dollars or something to participate and then they they gave they gave you the costume um i don't think i'm assuming we never we didn't actually break the record because i didn't hear anything about it afterwards (laughs) But I got the costume out of it and then there was like some like raffle where they were calling out random numbers so then I won that and I got like a Tetris watch and a belt and I think a little tin of candy or something I don't know so it was fun
1: and I still a have Tetris the costume belt that could be incorporated into the fanfic <laughs> This reminds me of this one tweet where this person was like, oh, I was at the gym and this guy walked in and he had a Pornhub ball cap. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then he put down his Pornhub bag and opened it up and took out his Pornhub water bottle and his Pornhub work shoes. And I was like, oh, this guy does porn. (laughs) Like he was like, at first he thought it was a hat. And he was like, no, this man is sponsored. (laughs) This man has all the shit. That's his job. (laughs) That'd be a conversation starter. No, or maybe it's supposed to keep people away from you. Because let me tell you, I would not walk up to anyone and go, hey, I like your Pornhub gym bag.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say like, he, he doesn't care what people know, apparently. But um, yeah, that could go either way. <laughs>
1: Yeah, either that or it's it's a repellent, but yeah, I mean, go for it, dude. Like, I know that gym shit is expensive, and if you can get Pornhub of all places to finance that, go for it. Yeah. Alright, so. Okay, so now that we've ruined Tetris. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's someone
0: having a birthday at the Cheesecake Factory, and all the waitresses were singing, which then prompts Penny to ask Leonard if they'll be seeing him on Saturday for his free birthday cheesecake.
1: So I'm actually wondering if she, like, was like, oh, I have to make sure that I sing after I talk to them so that then I can walk back over there and be like, Leonard, are you coming to work on Saturday? That was one of my sister's theories. She was like, she contrived that situation to try to ask him if he's going to do it so that she can sing for him. And I was like, look at you. You don't even really ship shit, but you're coming up with all of these scenarios. (laughs) I'm upset because I bought slime... That came in, like, a honey bear container, and now it won't come out, and the little, the little honey scooper that they send with it is not long enough to reach the bottom of the bear. Aww. Yeah, that's upsetting, but no one cares, so let's move on. Um,
0: I also, it kind of stood out to me, so, like, Penny knows his birthday birthday because she did his horoscope, Which, Leonard had apparently forgotten that she did that. So it was, like, something that was not recent. And yet Penny still, like, made a note of it and remembered now when it came around. So it's just, like, little, like, details of Penny remembering those details.
1: Yeah. Or it was recent and Leonard cared so little about horoscopes (laughs) that he forgot that the birthday was on there. Um, But I actually could see that happening fairly early on. Because, like, she mentions her, like, zodiac... Sign like in the first conversation that they have. Mm-hmm. So I could see her early on being like, let's do horoscopes because that's kind of in the same vein. Yeah,
0: I could see that. And um, we find out then that Leonard doesn't have plans to come in because he doesn't celebrate his birthday because his parents were terrible people. <laughs> uh, they focused on celebrating achievements and being expelled from a birth canal was not considered one of them.
1: I mean, it's an achievement on his mother's part, I would say. Yes. Like, if they're celebrating achievements, I mean, unless she's just like, that is how life has continued on for millions of years, I don't understand why we would put any particular emphasis on one being over another. You know, that does sound like her. I know, I hate myself because I just came up with that, <laughs> I was not planning it, and I'm, like, upset that I was like, oh, fuck, that's in character. Yeah, that was what very good. What does that good. say about me? Thank you. Yeah. Um, But... Also, maybe he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to come here on Saturday because, like, other places have better birthday food.
0: (laughs) I mean, especially considering he's lactose intolerant um, and it's cheesecake. Yeah, I would probably also try to find somewhere that had something I could eat. Also,
1: I just don't like cheesecake. So the idea of birthday at something literally called the Cheesecake Factory. Mm Mm-hmm. That would be like if I got captured by the guy in the Saw movies, he would be like, you know, I'm not going to try to do the voice because I'll start coughing and then everyone will think I have a virus. But he would just be like, you have to eat through this cheesecake in the next 60 seconds or else, you know, this knife is going to slash through your neck. And I would probably just pick the knife up and myself because, no, I don't got time for that nonsense. My sister loves cheesecake. And so she always liked when we would get it because she could eat all of it.
0: I'm, like, I'm not big on, like, plain cheesecake, but chocolate
1: cheesecake, um, I'm down for, so. Okay, well, when you come visit me and I take you to Frankenmuth, I'm gonna make you eat the chocolate cheese. (laughs) Because it's close. I don't know about that. <laughs> For some reason, chocolate
0: cheesecake is good, but if you just call it chocolate cheese, I'm like, why? Why would you do that?
1: Well, I didn't. I didn't call it chocolate cheese because it's a different. I thing. I know. I'm not. I'm not
0: saying that you call it that, but just the <laughs> the name chocolate cheese does not sound appealing.
1: I actually really used to like the chocolate cheese there, but I haven't had it in a long time, and so now I'm like, would I still like it, or would I not? We will find out. So also, I, I'm i conflicted on how I feel about this particular decision of Leonard's parents without the context of what we know that they were like otherwise. Because on one hand, like, yes, the birthday is not an accomplishment, um, and... I think birthday parties are more rather than, like, celebrating that you're a year older. Like, I've always found that kind of weird. Um, I think it's more about, like, just people saying, like, hey, the day that you were born was something that's important to us. But I find, I don't know, I I don't put as much emphasis on birthdays as a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. So... This has never made me as sad as everybody else, as it's not everyone else, but in general, like, for me, it would be like not coming. So uh, what am I trying to say? One of the like worst things, and like, honestly, I could still cry when I think about it. I got an award when I was in seventh grade for some academic thing and the presentation was at lunch and the parents were allowed to come and my mom didn't come. And I, it was really embarrassing for me too, because like I started crying about it and I was like in seventh grade, I was like 13 years old and I was embarrassed that I was crying and I came home and I was like, why didn't you come? And she said, because she thought it would embarrass me to have the parent come to that. Mm -hmm. And that was literally in, how old was I? That was in, like, 2005, and, like, it still upsets me that she didn't come. Like, that was the big thing of me being, like, she wasn't there for an important thing in my life. hmm But my birthday, they've always, they've always done something for my birthday, but, like, I've never really put as much emphasis on it. And so I was more on like achievements were more important to me because that was more like they're there because they're proud of me. Whereas I didn't do anything on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I completely understand why this is sad. It's just not something I can relate to as much mm-hmm. like I'm- the sadness part of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, part of me, I'm thinking about how, like, there are some people, like, Jehovah's Witnesses, like, they don't celebrate, like, birthdays, but, like, they don't do, like, any holidays. So, like, there are, like, people who grow up, like, not celebrating your birthday. Um, And I guess, like, there are, I'm sure, like, some kids who's, like, would want to celebrate their birthdays their parents, like, know, like, you can't because of this. Um, So, like, Leonard, it's not like it's, like, a completely individual situation, but, like, at the... I also feel like his parents being, like, no accomplishments only, no birthdays, is harsher than if you were doing this for, like, religious reasons.
1: Yeah, that does also put, like, an emphasis on, like, you have to earn us, like, caring for you. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, we it's well established that I think that that was an extremely abusive household. But I don't necessarily... Like you said, I don't necessarily feel like not celebrating a birthday is that without everything else. Like, if it was just like, oh, we don't really do anything for birthdays, I really don't think that's a big deal. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, within the context of everything else we know, it. it's just sad at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the closest, as Leonard says, that he got to a birthday party was when – um, he came home from a cello lesson, and there was cars and lots of people there, and cake, and then it turns out his grandfather died. But he got Which, to see his why cousins. why was there cake? Why was there cake? Well, I mean, like, if they're having, like, I could see people, I don't know, coming over and bringing food, and maybe someone just thought a dessert would be nice to have.
1: Maybe, but it's like, he goes to his cello lesson. Like, he didn't say, I came home from school. Like, He leaves for his cello lesson. Presumably the grandfather hadn't died yet because I really don't see Beverly and whatever his father's name was. Like being like, oh, we need to hide this from the kids for their feelings. Like she probably would hang up the phone and be like, your grandfather died. Mm -hmm. So like the grandfather hasn't died yet. Leonard goes to a cello lesson, which is presumably an hour. He gets home, which it can't be far if he like just went home himself. And then all these people are there, and he could smell the German chocolate cake. So his grandfather dies, and someone immediately is like, well, we gotta make some German (laughs) chocolate cake right now.
0: Well, I assume that they bought it. But yeah, that is a lot to happen in just a cello lesson's time, unless it was like a lesson after school that he went to. Maybe. Yeah. I, and did I could have orchestra see the parents stuff after being school. like yeah
1: just go to the lesson doesn't matter that much we'll tell you we died when we got home hmm yeah that <sighs> would work as well I also want to know what happened at Leonard's prom <laughs> like they just left it on that and then the show ran for 11 more seasons did this do we get context on this at the prom episode that's what I was just Trying to
0: remember, I don't think we did because I was gonna say that would have been the perfect opportunity for them to uh, to dive into that, but I don't not that I remember,
1: considering how much I remember loving the prom episode, I cannot come up with a single thing that happened in it. <laughs>
0: I look, mostly I, just like remember like the pictures that they took at the end.
1: Literally, that is all I remember too. And I remember Leonard standing on his tiptoes to look taller. That's exclusive. <laughs> oh, and there was a nice little rooftop scene with Leonard and Penny. Okay, we can tell what my priority is given on what's coming back to me, but um,
0: yeah.
1: Well, I just uh, was it his? Did you say
0: senior prom or junior prom? Uh-huh. Senior. Okay, well, I just tried to search on the prom episode transcripts for the word senior, and nothing came up from that, so. Okay. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. We'll forgive them, I think. Not as bad as uh, never telling us who got tenure, so.
1: Okay, for real, though. I'm just going to start tweeting everybody until they block me your answer. (laughs) It'll probably be block me. Mm -hmm. No, I'll make a lit. Okay, we'll make a game of it. I'll make a list of everyone I'm going to tweet, and then we'll predict, block me, or answer. And then see how long it takes
0: everyone to block you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'll plan to do tonight when I probably can't sleep because my arm hurts so much. Although this time, so the first shot, my entire arm ached. Like, my fingers, I couldn't bend my fingers because they hurt so much. This time, I think the pain is actually worse, but it's local to, like, the muscle. hmm So I will take that because I can use the rest of my arm. Yeah. That's a better overall. All right. So then after the credit sequence, we am, the very first thing we get is Howard reminding Leonard as well as the audience, because it will be important later, Yes, that Howard can't eat peanuts.
0: As every Thai restaurant knows, because they see Leonard and go, ah, no peanut boy.
1: (laughs) No peanut boy. Okay, so I love those receipts from like Thai restaurants where the person said, like, the person had left the review on their order saying, like, you need to make the food like spicy this time because it wasn't spicy last time. And then the notes under spice was like, make him regret being born or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) and i was like that's the kind of place i would want to work that is amazing and then there was i don't i don't remember what what type of food what type of restaurant this was but um the person had like mentioned that they had a seafood allergy and on the receipt under like the food the note was like no fucking shrimp or he died (laughs) but yeah my favorite make him regret being born (laughs) I don't think I've seen these. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, there's like a compilation of them somewhere. Um, I'll find them. But yeah, no, I I love them. Especially because I think for the shrimp one, like, the it was two lines. The first line just said no in all caps. And then the second line said no fucking shrimp or he died. <laughs> so they're just <laughs> like, you have to understand no shrimp. Though I honestly think that it's... Um... I think it's good when restaurants will, if if someone mentions that there's an allergy, if the restaurant mentions that there's an allergy, because, like, sometimes, like, if I say, like, like if I'm going to, uh, I don't remember the name, oh, Mongolian Barbecue, do you guys have those? Yeah. Okay, so when you go there, and, like, if you tell them that, like, you're allergic to something or you're vegan or something like that, they'll, like, put a blocker down to make sure that, like nothing accidentally gets into yours. Mm -hmm. Like if I don't put corn in my thing at Mongolian barbecue and while they're doing their little thing, their little uh, routine, however it is that they cook it, what's that called? I
0: don't know. They mix it all up.
1: Yeah. Anyway, when they do that, like sometimes a piece of corn from the person next to me flies over into mine. I don't care. But if I was allergic to it, it would be different. Yeah. So that's why they'll separate it. And so, I think it's good that they do that. Yeah, definitely.
0: No cross-contamination.
1: So, so yeah, at this point in the episode, we already know that Peanuts are going to come up. Yes.
0: We got it in the title, we got this reminder, it's going to be a big thing.
1: Yeah, well, okay, but here's the thing, like, most people who are watching it don't know the title.
0: I mean... I guess it depends on if you're looking
1: if they, at
0: your DVR how popular were DVRs at this point?
1: I don't even think I knew what a DVR was at this point. Yeah. But I was well, we still don't have a DVR. DVR so when were DVRs invented? There's no fucking way. <laughs> what? 1999? That sounds about right. They were doing, like, VHS, though. Hmm? They were doing, like, VHS, though, right? No, like, I'm thinking, like,
0: I'm trying to remember, like, when, like, TiVo became a thing. 99, I would have been, like, 11. Like, I was around there. That sounds right to me.
1: You know, the more we do this podcast, the more I realize how behind on everything my family was. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, okay, think about it. We had dial-up internet until 2011. Yeah, that's a little bit late there. We still have an antenna for our television.
0: I mean, I had an antenna on my TV when I was in the apartment because we didn't have cable, so we were just getting that for local channels.
1: Yeah. Now they're starting to make it where the antenna won't pick anything up because they're trying to, like, force you to get other shit, and I'm like, well, it's a good thing I don't watch anything anymore. (laughs) Literally all I consume at this point in my life is, okay, I renewed my Sling subscription because Michael Simon is going to be a, or is a mentor on Worst Cooks in America, and my sister and I love him, and we think he's the best Iron Chef, and Bobby Flay can go sit on a cactus, um, but I just watch stuff on YouTube mostly. I, like, I have a few
0: running shows that I'm watching, but I end up spending most of my time, like finding something that's I've been going through stuff that's ended and like binge watching new stuff so new to me
1: yeah I don't really I mean part of why I watch the stuff is just because I don't have an attention span and if I'm like on YouTube a lot of the time it's something I can just listen to so I can be doing something else like TV movies like all of that stuff I just cannot focus on and I don't know if it's because I've just lost interest in them or if my depression's just made my focus really bad but i don't know yeah. how did we get on dvr uh the title Peanut. yes yep. okay i'm sorry everybody this is my fault i <laughs> i told roxanne i'm like i feel fine enough to record it's all good And then she's like, okay, peanut reaction. And I was like, shit, if I'd remember what episode we were on, I would have been like, let's take a break week so I can be all with it for this. The good news is, though, I know this episode well enough that I can sort of bullshit my way through it. (laughs) That's good, at
0: least. Mm -hmm. All right. So Penny Leonard goes to get
1: the food and then Penny sneaks over to talk to Sheldon. And that is the cutest freaking sneak I have ever seen. Okay, it's adorable, like, just how she comes out and looks and then creeps across the hall. I love that sneak.
0: She's got some cute stuff in this episode, because I have something for um, later in this scene I was going to bring up. Okay. Um, But yeah, she goes to talk to Sheldon, um, and she wants to throw Leonard a kick-ass surprise party for his
1: birthday. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I think I know what your thing is. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I just loved when she's like, Oh, um, when Sheldon answers and immediately is like Leonard just left because she always comes over for him. But then when she's like, um, I wanna talk to you, he's just like, Why? We don't have any overlapping <laughs> areas of interest. <laughs> Which is like me when someone on Facebook will be like, Hey Nicole, wanna chat? And I'm like, No, no. Really. <laughs> like, we don't have anything in common. You have a Trump twenty twenty-four. A picture frame Ugh. on your profile picture, and you are batshit crazy in the Facebook groups we share together, and no, I don't want to chat. Yeah,
0: hard pass on that one.
1: I also just don't like chit-chat in general. Like, when I get a message, hey, and I'm like, Ugh. But my anxiety, I'm like, what if they need to tell me something serious? So I go, what's up? And they go, nothing much. And I'm like, then why are you messaging me? <laughs> Yeah. (sighs) I'm more like Sheldon than I've ever realized before.
0: (laughs) So, Penny wants to plan a party. Sheldon says no, because Leonard doesn't want a party.
1: Also, I think he kind of does, though. Like, I could see, I could see Sheldon taking it at face value of Leonard being like, no, it's fine. I don't celebrate stuff. Like, that's fine. But I also think it's really clear that he does want one. Yeah, Which is also why I am sad about his parents not doing it, even though it's not a huge deal to me. Just because, like, even if you don't understand something, if it's something that your kid really, really wants, you should just do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially if it's, like, having, like, a major like emotional impact on them i really wonder what leonard's siblings think about this the no parties because they're more his like mother's approval but it's like are they also are they like more like her or are they just like better at like pushing things down
0: yeah i really wish we'd gotten to meet at least one of his siblings The fact that
1: we have met, like, everyone, and we met a random-ass best friend of Sheldon's that no one heard of until season 12. Mm Mm-hmm. But not Leonard's family other than his mother. Yeah. And his father.
0: Yeah, yet we met, like, siblings from everybody else who had them. Yes, that's true, we did. All of them actually had... At least, like, with the starting main group. Because then Howard's random half-brother showed up. We met him.
1: (laughs) Right. They made up a half-brother, like, (laughs) two-thirds of the way through the show. And then he just disappeared. I am... Honestly, the only one that I... The only one of these, like, random, like, people that I didn't enjoy at all was Sheldon's friend. Because Mm -hmm. I don't think that that fit in the slightest. Um... You know, and and then I ended up like then it was then it was weird because I ended up kind of being on Sheldon's side and all of that, which I was not prepared to be on Sheldon's side. Um, that was just not a great episode. But and I think it could have been if this guy had been mentioned before. Yeah. Like, that would have been different. But that was so random. So they're gonna do that just to like desperately try to tie in, oh, I heard young Sheldon is just continually poking holes in their own timeline, which kind of brings me joy. Um <laughs> Okay, so then we can move on with this scene. Okay. So,
0: um, Penny ends up threatening Sheldon, uh, blackmailing him. She's going to draw a tiny smiley face on one of his mint comic books. Which, okay, then, so, like, she, like, makes this whole long threat, and she kind of, like, waits a second, and then she decides to glare at him, which is (laughs) one thing that I like.
1: Like, she smiles and then just, like, narrows her eyes. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait a second, I should add this. This little squint glare. Um, and I, I loved how his all, like, oh, you can't do that. And she's like, do you understand blackmail? And his, of course I, uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> And then when he agrees, like, okay, like, let's throw Leonard, like, a kick-ass birthday party. And then again, Penny, for some reason, she, like, glares again.
1: And then she switches to a quick smile. Um, I think she was kind of just being like, don't you forget. Yeah.
0: But yeah, those were my little, oh, she's like very adorable right now in these moments. And I'm very amused.
1: All right. So now Howard and Raj are going over. Also, why do they need a secret knock? Can't they just be like, knock, knock, who is it? Howard and Raj.
0: I mean, because it's Sheldon arranging things. So he's going and doing things the Sheldon way. And I do establish a nonverbal signal to verify the identity. Yes. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, why is it necessary in this? Is he looking at this really black and white that like, Oh, we're planning something. So we need a secret knock, but also, and like, maybe this is just like, you, you know that like my dad and I have always associated big bang theory and scorpion because they're similar premises in different types of shows the characters on Scorpion, everything that they do, there's a specific reason for why they're doing it. So, like, Walter or Toby, they would be like, we need a secret knock because if Leonard is in the apartment and we hear the verbal exchange, then he would wonder why are they going over to Penny's. So, obviously, mm-hmm. like, okay, I just created a scenario where that would make sense. But Sheldon doesn't provide anything like that. So it seems like he does stuff that's just him being anal to be anal. And there's not like a specific like, this is how this benefits what we're doing.
0: Yeah, because then it reaches the point where like Penny asks, like, is that Raj and Howard? And he says, possibly, but unverified, which is amusing. I like that line. But it's also like, he's (laughs) completely like, that's not helpful anymore. If it was ever helpful in the first place. He's not looking at things logically. He's just, like, stuck on his, nope. this is the knock, and this is why we have it.
1: Yeah. So. So then Penny asks what... So I really like this scene. I like Penny asking what they got him, and when they start explaining what they got... You think it's going to go like, those are not things you get people for their birthday, but then it ends up going the other way. And it's like, no, Penny, like these people know him better mm-hmm. than you do at this point.
0: Much better. And she's just like, I got him a sweater.
1: And then hours. Howard- is- <laughs> I love. <laughs> it's one of those lines that you can just hear in your head perfectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the way he says that, just that I've seen him get chilly. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Also, this was in, like, April. Why is she getting him a sweater? Yeah,
0: it's... And, like, I just told you earlier, we're at, like, the end yeah. of April right now. And by the end of the week, we're gonna supposed to be at, like, 88 here in Southern California. So... A sweater at this time of year would not be very um, helpful or useful. I mean, so, yeah. okay,
1: maybe Leonard's lab is cold. Maybe. I could But see. then at
0: that point, it would be a gift of, like, something that he would need, which Penny says
1: later, like, it should be something fun. Well, maybe it's a fun sweater. She said it was a fun sweater. The geometry yeah. makes it fun. geometrical print. <laughs> But yeah, that is true. Um, also, okay, so Sheldon's little rant about the fifty dollars—that mm-hmm. it bothers me, and I'm going to explain to you why. So, okay. he says like I'll spend fifty bucks on you, but I could just give you the fifty bucks, and then you could give me fifty bucks, and blah blah blah. And then he says, until one of us dies, leaving the other one old and $50 richer. That is only true if the person who initially got the $50 is not the one to die first. Say we each have $50. I gift you $50. I now have $0. You have $100, which is $50 richer. Then you gift me the $50. We are back to the $50, $50. If you then die, I am not $50 richer, I am the same amount of money I had before we started these shenanigans. Very true. You just broke even. (laughs) Exactly. Which means you have to start the process and then die first. That's the deal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, Sheldon, if he realizes that, would be sure that that ends up working in his favor.
1: (laughs) Oh, they should have casted me on this show as myself, just fucking up Sheldon's rants. <laughs> oh wait that's and leslie we already see have sheldon that try character. to react to that
0: <laughs> very true yeah and then um howard tells penny to tell sheldon it's a non-optional social convention which then sheldon's
1: like, "Oh, okay fair enough yeah he's like all right that's fine yeah
0: and Which, Howard's little comment—he came with a manual. He came with a manual.
1: <laughs> that that kind of reminds me of you. You saw the Jeffrey Dahmer jokes about quarantine and stuff, right? I think so. So, like an example of one was um, for Thanksgiving when the CBC was like recommending like limited gatherings, and someone posted a picture of Jeffrey Dahmer with the caption, "Nobody's going to tell me how many people I can have for Thanksgiving dinner." <laughs> um, there was another one that. But this is what reminds me of this. <clears throat> It was like the CDC, no more handshakes. Jeffrey Dahmer stops blunder. Aw. <laughs> and just this with Sheldon being like, I'm not giving him a gift and here's why. It's a non-optional social convention. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> the idea in that Jeffrey Dahmer joke that what would have stopped him from killing people was just the CDC being like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was a, that would be like a flip a switch situation. Um, I do wonder why if this phrase works so
0: well with Sheldon, why they don't use it more often, but maybe it's like, they're afraid that like too often it'll like wear out and lose its power.
1: I'm wondering if it's something that Sheldon understands entirely, he could then argue it. Like if I said, it's a non-optional social convention to split the bill at a restaurant, He might then be able to counter with, if I only order this and you order this, that's not splitting the bill, that's me paying for some of your food. But that's a situation that he would encounter more often, so he may have already, like, thought about it and, like, prepared an answer. But with something Mm -hmm. like gift-giving, he lives with someone who doesn't do gifts because he wasn't raised that way. So Sheldon could be, or I mean, I know that his his home life would have been different, but Sheldon's been away from them for almost half his life at this point. So I could see him being like so detached from it. Like if you tell me something that I know a little bit about, I'm more likely to be like, "Wait, if I don't understand something." But if you tell me something that is like just one of the areas of interest that you have that I know nothing about, I would just be like, "Oh, okay." So it
0: could work best with just the yeah, the areas he's completely unfamiliar with. Yes interesting that could be it yeah um and then so they plan out how they're gonna get ready for the party penny will drive sheldon to get a present howard will be distracting leonard and then raj will start setting up and there's a little bit about like what if guests show up and what if their woman (laughs) stand there and make them feel uncomfortable (laughs)
1: Penny, don't you subject your fellow women to men staring at them in dead silence. That is the scariest shit in the whole world. I'm also Well, apparently
0: later she's going to subject some of them to Howard, so yeah, they just may really not be people she knows very well. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got uh, Leonard playing uh, was it Halo on his Xbox? something on his xbox and howard's attempts to distract him
1: so there's Uh, a line in here that i think we're meant to laugh at but i totally get it when mm -hmm. he says this has eight seconds of previously unseed footage they say it completely changes the tone of the film we have all seen like really short deleted scenes in something where we're like whoa this could have changed so much into how you perceive something or this makes this sadder or this brings something full circle. Like, in, like, there's been episodes where we're like, we feel like there had to have been a deleted scene because they never wrapped up the storyline. So, mm-hmm. I could see a situation where eight seconds would change the tone of something.
0: Yeah. I like, and like, I'm not, I've never seen Blade Runner, so I can't try to think of something for that movie. But, you know, just like, as far as deleted scenes, the first thing that just came to mind was the season two finale of Arrow had like a kiss between Oliver and Felicity that was cut and like just I won't get into the whole situation but if like that was left in it would very much have like changed the whole like tone or like how you viewed the situation that went down so yeah like a very short clip can make a very big difference
1: and I mean this is more than eight seconds but what if Wicked had stopped right after we think that Dorothy melted Elphaba Mm-hmm. Completely different tone. Yeah.
0: Or, like, if it just, like, cut out, like, it could have gone from there, but just cut out the little reveal well, right yeah, afterwards. yeah, that part. Like, if yeah. they had
1: if they had cut out the very ending where Elphaba abandons her best friend to run off with the boy <laughs> that almost destroyed their relationship in the first place, and then it turns out that it actually did destroy their relationship because she's off with him while she's allowing Glinda to believe she's dead, even though Glinda shouldn't believe she's dead because there was this whole exchange between Glinda and Fierro, Earlier in Act 2, where Fiero's like, oh, can you believe that they're saying she melts in water? That's stupid. And then the story is like, oh, she melts in water. And Glinda's like, oh my god, she's dead. I'm like, that is so... There are so many plot holes in that. But anyway, if they hadn't revealed that she was alive, it would have been a whole different thing.
0: You sound like you have a lot of feelings there.
1: Okay, you know how much I hate Fiero. (laughs) Yes. Also... (laughs) well okay here's I won't get super into it my biggest issue with Wicked is Glinda and Alphaba come from completely different backgrounds they have different values they become friends despite that there could have been conflict between them so much more complex than fighting over a boy Mm -hmm. and I know that There's books and it's more of an expanded thing. But in the musical, I'm like, it could have been, there could have been so many different things that temporarily drove them apart. And I understand that in For Good, it's kind of like implied that like, yeah, it was stupid we were fighting about. But it's like, there were so many things that they legitimately could have had fundamentally different that could have challenged their friendship. But instead it fixated on we both have a crush on the same guy.
0: I mean, and like just the fact alone that they already had how Elphaba chose to like defy the wizard and do her own thing while Glinda stayed and worked with yes! the wizard is its own conflict there.
1: And they didn't. They 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 barely even referenced anything about that. It was all re- referencing Fiero. And it's not just my dislike of Fiero. It's just I feel like I feel like there was so much like I feel like there was so much more they could have gone into. Mm-hmm. Or made their conflict more about that. Because, yeah, like, act one is them literally choosing different things. And we don't explore that. That's interesting. That's what I want to learn about. Yeah. But anyway. I've, we anyway. can
0: talk more about Wicked later because, especially now that I've, like, gotten back into it because of the podcast recently. And, like, ugh, I love the show so much, even with some of those issues. But, yeah
1: no, well, no, it's a good show. I just think that it had so much more opportunity for the what drives them apart. And then they went with, like, arguably the laziest trope. Yeah. Which isn't their fault, because I know, again, books and shit, and they only have a certain amount of time. But I'm like, oh, there was so much potential there. Anyway. But, yeah, anyway, no, but again, like, this is relevant to what we're talking about, because if they would have cut that last scene out, it would have been way more... Well, okay actually way more depressing for some people i don't like the ending but you know <laughs> you know either way though it would have been a big change absolutely because yeah. i know that um in not not in like when i say the original version of rent i don't mean like the i don't mean like the the musical but like in la bohème the character that Mimi is based off of dies and like Obviously, at the end of Rent, we think Mimi has died and then she comes to. That is not what happens in like the source material. Mm -hmm. So even though, I mean, realistically, Mimi probably dies shortly after the musical ends anyway. um, If they had just ended it with Roger singing Your Eyes, that would have also been different.
0: Yeah, so small 8 seconds, small scenes can completely change the tone of a film or musical or TV show or whatever it have you.
1: 100%. Also, I think it was supposed to be laughable that like what is the um what is the point of having a Q&A with a body double? Mm-hmm. But doesn't Harrison Ford do his own stunts? I have no idea. I mean, certainly you better than me. this came out, I don't know if he does any but I think he does most of his own stunts, meaning I'm loving the idea that these people are like Q&A with the body double being like, it's Harrison Ford, but only the real Harrison Ford fans are going to show up to this. <laughs> random people who don't know that he does his own stunts aren't going to want to talk to the body double. That would be slick. Well, that's exactly the kind of shit I would pull. <laughs>
0: And then uh, Howard's next attempt is like, "Oh my god, do you smell gas?" And I love how quickly he gave up when I'm like, "No." He's just like, "Yeah, no."
1: <laughs> like you could have so explained that away with, "No, I thought I did, but when you said no, I was like, no, I didn't." But he was just so obviously like, "Yeah, that's that's not going to work for me, <laughs>
0: Yeah, so then we go to Penny and Sheldon at a store.
1: Um, and the Sheldon's looking is for a definitely DVD. Definitely Best Buy, but they can't say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, Sheldon's looking for a DVD burner because Leonard needs a DVD burner. Um, and then that's when Penny says it shouldn't be something they need. It should be something fun. Which I disagree. That sometimes like something they need could be relevant if that's what they want in that situation. But anyways,
1: no, absolutely. Um, like when I am planning to like go on a trip somewhere. And, like, if, if I'm going on a road trip, like, right around my birthday, like, if people know about that, and if they give me, like, gas cards, love mm-hmm. that. Because, essentially, they are, in a way, gifting me the vacation I'm going on because they're helping me enjoy it. Yeah. I love practical gifts. I mean, it has to be a gift that, like, from, from, when I say I love it, if I don't need, like, okay, say I lived in an apartment and someone got me a lawnmower... Okay, lawnmowers are practical gifts, but what am I going to do with a lawnmower? I live in an apartment. But if it's something that, like, if it's something that is a necessity that is, like, a necessity specific to me, you still have the aspect of you were thinking about me and you want to do something for me and you know me well enough to know what I need.
0: Yeah, like, I think there is a factor of, like who the recipient is like if it's someone who would appreciate a more practical gift or if you know that like no they are someone who just wants something fun um but yeah it's not like a clear cut in all situations it should just be fun
1: although i do understand penny trying to is that beeping you or me i don't hear beeping okay then it's got to be my phone for some reason hang on i have absolutely no idea so i'm just gonna Oh, I had an alarm set at 525? Why? Okay. Um, I could see Penny, though, being, like, black and white about it, because Sheldon is very clearly, like, viewing this in a black and white sense. And so, in a way, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool if Penny's, like, adjusting to, like, okay, this is the learning curve on how you teach Sheldon something, and so she's just going with it. Yeah. Kind of like when Trying you're Trying to simplify... And, like, Yeah, they let you go years believing that this is a hard and fast rule. And then they're like, today we're going to teach you about imaginary numbers. (laughs) I do like how
0: Sheldon quickly turns it on her, how she says it should be something, you know, fun. And he's just like, you mean like a sweater? (laughs) Like (laughs) complete shade.
1: That makes it fun. Sheldon would definitely be the person. That would make fun of geometry. Did you guys have it in your school where it's like there was like a rivalry almost between the kids who were good at algebra and the kids who were good at geometry? No. So yeah, my school, um, and I guess at my college too, um, it was like you were either good at geometry or you were good at algebra. And like the kids who got A's in algebra would get C's in geometry and the kids who would get C's in geometry were getting A's in algebra. But then there was also this hierarchy where geometry is not as good as algebra. So it's okay if you get a C in geometry as long as you're getting an A in algebra. If you were one of the kids that was better at geometry, you were kind of looked down on. Like, oh, that's the intramural sports of math. Now, I was good at geometry and not good at algebra. I actually loved proofs. That, I know that's weird. I know that's uncommon. but I, I hated proofs. I could do proofs all day long, but it didn't matter because I was bad at algebra. And so, like, algebra was varsity and geometry was JV. And it you had to be better at algebra. So, while I still maintain that geometry can be extremely useful and certainly more useful than stupid cosecant blah blah blah, I know that's trig and not algebra, but still... Um, I kind of appreciated Sheldon like pointing out like oh is it fun because it's geometry like to me that kind of felt like a reference to yeah geometry is just you know that stupid shit like algebra is legit <laughs> my yeah, sister I, honestly like when I would be in geometry class and my sister would be in algebra I would be doing my homework and she would look up to me and be like is it the geometry that makes it fun like she referenced this episode <laughs> to mock me being good at geometry and bad at algebra <laughs>
0: Yeah, I do not think there is any sort of rivalry like that um, between the two in, at my school. So that is interesting.
1: It's, it's interesting because it was the same at my college. So it wasn't oh, just yeah? like my high school being weird. Like at university, if I would be struggling at algebra, the the other teachers, they would be like, were you good at geometry in high school? <laughs>
0: Well, I, I never ended up taking any math in college, so I don't know what those what those dynamics were like.
1: Unfortunately, I had to for my major. So, so then after Penny says it should
0: be something fun, uh, Sheldon decides to look at the wireless routers because somehow those are fun. <laughs> I feel like that sounds less fun than a DVD burner, um, but I don't know. And then after that, we're back at the apartment with Leonard and Howard. Um, I just really like Leonard's little comments in the background as he's playing the game. And he's like, oh, you clever little. And just like his little stuff to himself. I'm like like, amused every time by them.
1: He was like very genuinely impressed by the kid in his bubble. Yes. And so
0: Howard fakes eating part of a granola bar that has peanuts in it. And Leonard's oh, so. like, why would you do that? And he's like, I don't know. It was just there.
1: And then, Leonard, if I had it come there, would you have shot yourself? <laughs> that happens. It does, unfortunately. Also, just the fact that he just shoved some of that in his pocket. Yeah. Like, like throw I guess. It out.
0: <laughs> I guess he was just trying to hide it quickly. But also, I feel like Leonard was distracted he was enough he wouldn't used. have noticed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Howard says he needs to get to the emergency room. Um, Though I do feel like if Howard really has this peanut allergy, he would, like, he should have, like, an EpiPen on him, like, at all
1: times if it's that severe. he should read wrappers before he eats it. (laughs) Like, he's yelling at Leonard whenever they go to get Thai food, remember, no peanuts, but he's just, like, picking up granola bars and eating them. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, presumably, swallowing the granola bar, then looking at the ingredients. Yeah. Now, this is better than do you spell gas, but not by much.
0: (laughs) Not by much. Or just, like, I'm kind of surprised, like, Leonard didn't, like, bring up, like, uh, like, also, like, don't you have an EpiPen? Like, I feel like it, I don't know. But, like, that did, that did, that, the fact that it didn't even come up just kind of seems off in the whole situation that Howard created.
1: Yes, and then as soon as he leaves, pulls into the phone, the laundry is out of the hamper. Yeah. <laughs> the way that he said that. Simon does. Uh, Simon did great with this. He really did.
0: Though, of course, Sheldon has to correct him because it was wrong. It's out of the washer. And I'm like, I'll call you when it's in the dryer.
1: <sighs> out of the hamper makes more sense to me, but okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I guess if they're going to follow it up with a dryer, but I don't know. Where would it go from the hamper? In the, in the drawers? In
1: the closet? No, when you take it out of the hamper, you put it in the washer.
0: Oh, well, I, I guess I was thinking, like, out of the hamper, like, it's done.
1: No, that's when it comes out of the dryer. How do you do laundry? <laughs> well, like, when it comes out of the dryer, <laughs> then it goes into a hamper. No, so I was just you thinking fold about You hold it
0: and you put it away. Well, I put it in a hamper and then I fold it, but sometimes it just sits in the hamper for a few days.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wait, what are you calling a hamper? Um,
0: Like the plastic basket. That's like a-, a laundry basket. I mean, it's close enough. <laughs> I don't know. That's just what I was thinking of. I See, guess I do call it a basket most of the time. To
1: me, a hamper is like the basket with the lid on it that you like mm-hmm. put... That the dirty the, stuff goes directly yeah, into? And then you put okay. it into the washer and dryer, and then it comes out of the dryer into the laundry basket.
0: Okay, yeah, that would be a basket, but I was just thinking hamper. I was thinking of basket. Okay, cause
1: but the way the way I was using it, I'm like, wait, you're taking your clothes out of the dryer and putting them back into the hamper? <laughs> No, I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs>
0: Just to clarify.
1: <laughs> Cause I was I was like, I don't know what kind of gross ass process you have going on, but I'm like, I never no, I'm glad. again.
0: <laughs> I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, I was like,
1: hold on, we need to we need to define things right now. Yeah.
0: Okay, so then back to Sheldon and Penny. He's trying to decide between two different routers um and asking penny for uh her advice or her opinion which regardless i feel like of what she said he wouldn't have taken it very seriously
1: like if he would have been like oh which one should i get and she points to one and then he puts that one back and takes the other one yeah like there was an episode of two and a half men where charlie's working on a jingle and his nephew tells him that he's like this song blows and he's like, no, it's great. And then at the end of the episode, he plays it for his brother. And her brother's like, oh, my gosh, that's fantastic. And Charlie's like, oh, crap, it blows. <laughs> so, like, I could see him asking her that. But, like, in some ways, he, he handholds her so much thinking that she's stupid. But then when Sheldon's asking her and she's like, oh, it's that one. He's like, oh, it's because of the Ethernet ports, isn't it? Like, he's all of a sudden treating her like an equal. Mm-hmm. Which is confusing, and then with the first one that she points to, he says, "Oh, because of this." And then she goes, "Okay, so then this one." And he's like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Well, if you can't even think of anything good about that one, put it back and get the other one, and let's go home."
0: And then don't they that don't they end up going with that second one because oh, she wow. says the man of the box looks happy, oh, yeah. and then I feel like later she says, "Like, look, we're getting this one. He's happy, yeah, so. happy guy." <laughs>
1: Yeah. And then I like when um Sheldon says that he doesn't want Leonard experiencing trauma and then he's like, Oh, I'm gonna regret this. But what trauma? Yeah. <laughs> there there was a um there was a part of Rules of Engagement that show where David Spade's character said that he had like some plan to get a woman. And then one of the other characters is like, oh, what? what's your plan? She asks, regretting it immediately. <laughs> and that's the vibe I get from Penny here. Because <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm already going to hate this answer. But this is the way the conversation is supposed to continue. So we're going to go for it. Yes.
0: And then Sheldon's just like, what 12-year-old boy wants a motorized dirt dirt bike? And she's like, all of them. And Sheldon's just like, really? Like, this is never something that occurred to him before.
1: Well, here's something else. Like, I know that we talk about how awful Leonard's childhood was. But by the time he was 12, his parents should know that he wouldn't be interested in that. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it's hard sometimes with like mental health when I tell people like, hey, this is what can help me. And then I've had people come back to me being like, well, I know you said that, but this article says that this can actually help. And I'm like, no, I am telling you what can help me can you do me the world's smallest favor and believe me? And mm-hmm. I know that here, the whole thing is that Leonard's parents aren't throwing him a birthday party when he clearly wants one, but it seems like Sheldon's parents are trying to shoehorn him into like the kind of 12 year old boy that they think he should be instead of doing something to encourage his abilities and what he wants. And I don't think that that's right either.
0: Yeah. Like, obviously, a titanium centrifuge is not something that would have been realistic, but there's also a very large space between that and then a motorized dirt bike. Yeah, so like, that
1: story kind of makes it seem like someone who doesn't know Sheldon at all and just hears 12-year-old boy and goes, oh, this is a safe option. But it's like, they're his parents. Are they that out of touch with him that they just buy him a very generic gift or was it something that George would have wanted? In which case George can clearly express what he wants and is interested in to them and they will get him stuff. But it's like, what if when I was like 13 or 14 and my parents were buying me makeup? I didn't want that. Mm -hmm. I don't wear makeup. I've never worn makeup. Like that kind of feels like I would kind of feel like people just didn't know me or didn't care Or didn't put any time or effort into it. Like, when I was saying earlier about how I like practical gifts if it's something that, like, proves that the person knows me well because they know what I need as a practical gift. Um, you know, someone getting me things that just is not me at all, especially when I'm old enough to express that. Like, I could see, like, when Sheldon's four, getting him, like, toy trucks or something. Like, okay, fine, but when he's 12, he's already in college. Yeah. And they don't know him well enough. Like, they can't somehow give him something that he would appreciate.
0: Yeah, like, it's supposed to play off in the episode as a joke, but it is, like, sad Then uh, looking at Sheldon's childhood that he wasn't getting what he wanted from his parents either. And it was also... Or needed from his parents. Yeah,
1: and it was also supposed to be a joke how when he was like, oh, I wanted this, but my parents got me. And then he pauses and is like, wow, this is hard. Like... That was supposed to be a joke, but I can see why that would be hard. Like, them just completely missing the mark and being either like, we don't know you well enough to know what you want, or being like, we know what you want, but we want you to want this, so we're getting you this anyway.
0: Yeah. All very true. So then, um, so then Penny just kind of moves on and she's like, okay, so we're getting this one. Um, But before they can leave, Sheldon gets asked by a woman about advice, and then a guy afterwards. um, And the the guy, like, had no idea, apparently, what
1: any of this stuff was. It's like me with TikTok. (laughs) See, we tied it back in. But I liked earlier when the lady walks up and goes, do you know anything about this stuff? And Sheldon's like, I know everything about this stuff. (laughs) And then I like
0: Sheldon's um when he says the penny at the end like not now penny this poor man needs me yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. and then what computer do you have and please don't say a white one yes <laughs> that's like when someone called me when i worked at the hotel in kentucky and they said can i get directions to your hotel and i said yes where are you coming from and she said the highway <laughs> Yeah, that's not helpful. No, especially since Louisville, Kentucky is, like, a pretty – there's an intersection of, like, four of those, like, two miles north of downtown, so they can take you to one of, like, three different states depending on which one you take. So it's kind of important to know which highway. She couldn't even give Mm -hmm. me, like, I'm headed north or south. And, like, I understand, like, people say, like, oh, I don't understand people who give directions by, like, head north. I'm very good with those directions. But if you're on a highway, you need to know in the general direction. If you're going to Louisville, Kentucky, are you coming from north, south, east, or west of Louisville, Kentucky? <laughs> but, yeah, that that lady would definitely be, like, I have a white computer, and the horse that I remember seeing at the racetrack was brown. Can you tell me which one it is? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, when people at a bookstore, like, they'll ask for a book, they're trying to
1: find something, it's like, it had a blue cover. It's like, well, that's not helpful either. You know, two of my best friends, being you and Sierra, working in bookstores, the consistency in the comments and the stories. You tell me shit, (laughs) Sierra tells me shit. I know they were both – it was Barnes & Noble you worked at, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they're both Barnes & Nobles, but – One is in Kentucky, one was in California, years apart, and some of the people she meets, I'm like, wow, that person was in California in, like, 2000-whatever, because I'm pretty sure Roxanne had this exact same conversation with somebody.
0: Has she met a genius little blonde boy named Leonard yet? (laughs) Because that was still my favorite. She
1: has not, and she also has not had anyone imply that she doesn't know how to read because she doesn't know Fifty Shades of Grey. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the stories are similar. <laughs> Alright, so then we have back at the hospital, um, and
0: Althea! Yes. Her first appearance since the pilot. This
1: woman has had a variety of jobs. Would you say I I cut off, you cut off after variety? A variety of jobs. Like, Mondays, she's at the high IQ sperm bank. Uh, on the weekend, she's at the ER. <laughs> Yeah, she's got that hustle keeping busy. This poor woman, we could turn this into like a capitalistic nightmare. This older lady has to work multiple jobs meeting the weirdest ass (laughs) people
0: very weird people. I think
1: my favorite thing about her repeated appearances is, is there is never acknowledgement that it's the same lady. She never looks like she recognizes <laughs> these people. It's it's almost as if she's playing a different character every time and just no one questions it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it.
0: That is amazing. Yeah, so here we've got
1: Howard. Telling Howard the hospital's not equipped to treat stupid. I (laughs) wish I could say that to people sometimes. Not at my current job, but at previous jobs. I've been like, wow, unfortunately, we're not ridiculous enough for that nonsense. Yeah,
0: that would be nice to be able to just bust that out. Yeah, Howard tries to explain to her, like, his situation. um, And yeah, she's just like, no, shuts him down, uh, that stupid line. And he tries to, like, grease uh, grease it with, like, you know, like, uh, what if I were to introduce you to the man who freed your people? It's
1: is so freaking offensive, but her response is just perfect. (laughs) Like, not only because just her, her, the way she replied to it, but also she gave him a price. I will do this for $600. (laughs)
0: And also like besides being offensive with how he phrased that, like trying to like offer five dollars is like such a small amount to try to get anything done. It's like why even bother at that That point? That is
1: minimally a twenty dollar situation. Yes. At the bare minimum. Of course, offering someone an Andrew Jackson is not is not really the best either. <laughs> it's super funny because when people are complaining, like, "Oh, we, we're, why do people want to take Andrew Jackson off the bill?" I'm like, Andrew Jackson was opposed to paper money. If you like mm-hmm. him, you should want to get him off the bill. <laughs> it would piss him off. But yeah, but unless my people were feed by Benjamin Franklin and his five twin brothers. I just love You're that wasting so your time. She's perfect. I love this woman. Um, and then just when Leonard comes in, he's like, oh, my God, how are you doing? And Howard's just bad, very bad. Like, <laughs> like he's no longer choking. He's no longer talking funny. He's just like, you got to take my word for it, buddy. It's rough up in here. Yeah, it's, it's bad.
0: Yep. So Leonard's like, you know, like, you look fine. Maybe we should just pick up some Benadryl. Um, so then Howard switches back to his choking brisket water needs water and then calls penny after leonard runs out um who tells him he needs to stall leonard and then i love the exchange like leonard's like or howard's like you don't understand like we're at the hospital right now and penny's just like is leonard okay it's like he's fine i'm fine thanks for asking yeah <laughs> which Like, his line, I was like, okay, like, that's been said somewhere else on the show before, and I was, like, trying to, like, think for a few seconds, and then I was like, oh, bath item gift hypothesis, with Leonard's constant, like, oh, I'm fine, thanks for asking, with his leg. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's like someone had fun bringing that back. Yes. Yeah, and then we've got Penny, uh, apparently not caring about her friends again, cuz she uh bribes Howard that if he uh keeps Leonard out longer she'll point out which of her friends are easy
1: which you know that they could rely on Penny you know may- maybe she has a deal with these girls when you get to the party I'll tell you which of his friends are easy <laughs> 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 maybe she's working working both it both
0: ways, ways.
1: yep Um, but yeah, I did. I did love I spaced out a second there. Sorry, my brain is a little foggy. um, How as soon as he says they're at the hospital, Penny starts freaking out. But also, Howard's on the phone sounding totally normal saying we're at the hospital. I would also assume that the person calling is not the person having the problem
0: very true yeah that is in most situations a safe assumption to make
1: like having the context of Howard is the one pretending to be sick I could see him being like why don't you care about me but I mean like looking at it from Penny's side if Howard calls I'm assuming it's Leonard but also I don't think I can stall him longer but he's at a hospital because he's not okay but again we are not the ones evaluating the situation over a phone call we're talking about it 14-13 years later, but I don't know. Also, if Howard has this crazy, like, allergic reaction, and he has to actually have the symptoms in order to get, like, treated and be delayed... I feel like, mm-hmm. like, if I get a sunburn, I'm exhausted for the rest of the day. Like, if I had like, an, alert, an anaphylactic reaction to something, I'm not going to be like, okay, I got to get my shot at the hospital, and then I'm going to go home and have sex with three people.
0: Yeah, I guess Howard is has very optimistic thinking here.
1: Although, I guess in the last scene, Penny says, remind me, I have to introduce this girl to Howard, so, like, maybe it would just be, like, Penny's expecting them to, like, go on a date and hook up. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, then, at the end of the scene, when he, like, takes a bite of the granola bar, it looks like a fair-sized bite, where, like, if his, like, allergy is that bad, I feel like he could have taken, like, a much smaller one and still gotten a reaction that would have been enough to, like, have to be treated and not bad enough as to what we actually saw. Especially
1: since, um, it, it was taking so long, like, I got there and Leonard's like, I don't see swelling you would think he would want to, like, start with a little swelling to make it seem like it was a delayed reaction instead of him being, like, perfectly fine for a half an hour and then all of a sudden, boom. And then, yeah, that. He he did not think this through. Um, What was I going to say? Also, though, I don't understand. The main flaw in Howard's plan here is he goes up to the counter and immediately tells them his issue. Like, he could have said... I ate something that may have contained peanuts. I don't know if I'm going to have a reaction, but I am allergic. They would have put him in the queue, had him fill out paperwork, and then had him probably go to a room and, like, ask him questions and, like, do, like, a some type of, like, okay, I'm going to take your pulse, you know, something like that to see if he was starting to have a reaction. While that is, you know, not a good thing to do, and you shouldn't go to the ER and use their time and resources if there's nothing wrong with you, that would have taken longer. hmm Like, no one who says, I just ate something that I may, have a, I may end up having an allergic reaction to, they're not going to be like, oh, just, like, go home and sleep it off.
0: Yeah. And he could have accomplished his task without literally risking his life, so.
1: Yes, he could have been, like... You know, they they would have just observed him for a hot minute, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So then from there, we go back to Penny and Sheldon at the store um, where Sheldon is full on helping customers at the computer and like, okay, we don't have that in stock, but I can special order it for you.
1: (laughs) Because he's already figured out how to do that.
0: Yeah. And I like when the, the worker's like, excuse me, you don't work here. And Sheldon's like, yeah, well, apparently no, neither does anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, and Penny manages then to drag Sheldon away. Um, and Sheldon gets the last word in with telling him, like, a six-year-old could hack your system. 1234 is not a secure password.
1: Although 1234 could become a secure password if no one believes that that would actually be someone's password
0: it could be but i feel like the someone would still try it
1: if it was a hacker that was like doing like a using like a script or something to try every possible password 1234 would be early on in that attempt but if it was like a manual hack i could see people not trying that yeah maybe cuz i know when i've I tried like- to like get into like uh i don't i don't mean this in a bad way like if I find a like cell phone and I'm I wanna go to the contacts and like call the like mom contact to be like, hey, whose phone is this? If I try to get into a phone, I'm not gonna do one, two, three, four. Like if there's like a if there's a phone case on it that gives me some kind of idea, I might try that. But like I wouldn't ever just be like, I'm gonna randomly start putting in passcodes and go with one, two, three, four. I would try to use other information. Of the situation to try to figure out what the password would actually be,
0: I feel like though if I had like no context or I, I feel like I would still try like one, two, three, four, or like common um, like repeating things or something just to see if those would work rather than like taking a stab at the dark and re- other combinations. Oh
1: see that that would probably never even cross my mind because I would be like nobody would do that. Yeah, I
0: would just try those anyways.
1: <laughs> Alright. Yeah. So if y'all wanna like leave your devices around us, you know how to tell what password to use based on who's checking it out because I will be Who stalking, we'll try. I'll be stalking your social media and Roxanne will be doing one, two, three, four. And so okay, so I like when they go back to the hospital. <laughs> And Leonard says, My friend's having an allergic reaction to peanuts. And she's just like, (laughs) gives that scoff and is like, No, he's not. (laughs) Like, she doesn't, she knows it's the same dude. She knows who they're talking about. And she's just like, Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, let me do my shit, guys. (laughs) And then the jump from like, Look, we're very
0: busy. And then just like, Holy crap! Yeah. Because Howard does not look very well at wa- at all, so they quickly bring him back, and he's just like, thank you. Yeah. So then, assuming hours later, um, Leonard and Howard are back walking up the stairs of the apartment. Uh, they ran Howard through many tests, including a colonoscopy. And Leonard mentions how he was starting to get suspicious, um, that it might just be a ruse to throw him a surprise party. And then Howard is absolutely (laughs) terrible at trying to keep the secret. Like, he made it this far,
1: and then Leonard calls him out on it, and it just falls apart. At that point, he's probably just over it. Like, whatever. Um, Yeah. But also... I kind of wonder how far Leonard would take it. Like, if he was like, hmm, he's throwing me a surprise party, like, would he go along with it and just be like, okay, like, we can still hang out? Or was he already not believing it when he was like, let's pick up Benadryl at the drugstore" because he's like, I'm gonna make this guy work for it. I want to see how <laughs> far he'll take this. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah, because, like, it wasn't
0: assuming it wouldn't have been long between the Benadryl and then when Howard actually started to swell up. So, yeah, it probably would have been around there that Leonard was getting suspicious. Yeah. So then Leonard's like, all right, here we go. My first birthday party. And then like, they Howard walk in. Did Howard not to
1: re- text Penny, like, on the way home being like, hey, is there still shit going on?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I felt, well, she was also passed out at that point, so
1: maybe you never got a reply. Also, I cannot listen to True Colors without thinking of this. (laughs) And I kind of almost hate it, because that is, like, a song that people play during Pride Month all the time. And I always hear it in Raj's voice.
0: I... Did I? Which came first, the the Glee the Glee version or this episode?
1: Uh, I think this. Episode? I feel like the Glee. What? When, when? When did Glee start? Er, no, hang on. I think Glee started in two thousand nine. Glee was when I was in
0: college, but this was also when I was in college. Glee
1: started in two thousand nine and ended in two thousand fifteen. Okay. And
0: Big Bang Theory was this would be two thousand eight.
1: This episode
0: eight. Okay, so okay, so this episode came first, but I watched the Glee episode first because I started Big Bang Theory mm. later. So I saw the yeah. So Glee was how I first heard about the song. You didn't know the original. No. Oh, I don't think I'd heard it before. Okay. Um. But now when I hear it, because Zoe's playlist last year used mm. it in their, I think it was their first episode. Um. So I think I mostly think
1: of that now. Even when like I heard song. the Glee one, I was thinking about Raj. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I'm like actually playing the original, because I have it on my iPod, like if I'm playing it, I sometimes, depending on context, won't think about this, but usually I will. And if somebody posts like the lyrics to it, it's always in Kunal's voice.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I think I would normally... I, don't know, I do think about the Glee version a lot just because that was how I heard it, but it's like a mix of the three shows now. Mm-hmm. my context with this song um and then i think- yeah raj is singing penny and sheldon are both passed out i like how sheldon is like curled up on <laughs> the tiny little armchair
1: yeah i wonder how I that like that cannot be comfortable i've slept in armchairs and if you're really tired it can be comfortable <laughs> um i don't think i've slept in one that didn't recline I did like in the tag here how Raj thought to video record stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when the girl took her shirt off, Raj thought to turn the camera around so that Leonard could also see. Like, he really wanted him to have <laughs> the experience. He was being a good friend there. And then we have the second... Leonard Penny Kiss. Which, let me tell you, I almost broke the CD, or the DVD, because when I first saw this episode, I replayed just that on, like, loop for probably an hour and a half. And (laughs) I loved that kiss. I didn't even get to the next episode for a while, because I was was just watching that. I loved that one.
0: It is, like, on one hand, it's like, you go from that to then the next episode when Penny's, like, completely shocked when Leonard asks her out. And she's, and it's like, did you not see this coming? Did you not want this in some way after that kiss last episode? But just, like,
1: watching this scene, it's just like, oh, it's so good. Early
0: Leonard, early Leonard Penny.
1: Yeah, I think maybe in the next episode it might have just kind of been the whiplash from, like, her breaking up with Mike and, like, thinking that was the end of the world. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, this is completely different
0: yeah so for a long time, or maybe she just wasn't expecting him to
1: yeah. or him actually do it and she might actually yeah. kind of like having the power in that like oh he's this dude next door that i can flirt with and kiss sometimes but like it's safe it's not gonna go anywhere and then we can't ruin it yeah um for a long time and then leonard thought, took it somewhere what was that
0: or just then leonard took it somewhere yes. or try to
1: Yeah. So my sister and I used to think that the waitress from Pancake Batter Anomaly, who told Penny that there was a homeless crazy guy at table 18, was her friend Carol at the end of this episode. But then we IMDb'd it years later, and that waitress was named Cheryl. (laughs) 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 So it was not her. But we thought that they were both Carol Mm-hmm. and we were like oh that's continuity and so then when Bernadette showed up we're like well what about what about Carol but then it wasn't actually the same person so Penny doesn't probably have a relationship with her
0: probably not yeah it's like she'll like mention the names of coworkers, and honestly like they they're mostly like in one ear and out the other yeah so that is the peanut reaction another very good episode Especially liking the little Leonard Penny here and there throughout. Of course.
1: That's the best part. Yes. Always
0: the best part. So that wraps this up. So if you guys have questions, comments, suggestions, you can email us at podcast at thebigbangbuzz.com. Or leave a comment on the website at thebigbangbuzz.com. Or tweet us at thebigbangbuzz with three Zs. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.